Welcome to Cowl Fans, a popped off production. We're coming at you from Tampa, Florida. I'm Alura Moore. I'm Aller. And we missed you last week. Honestly, I, I kind of missed you guys. Yeah. All of the people I that I never interact with online, I miss you. Yeah, we're uh, crazy times. Mm, that's for sure. We're, uh, this is this is my office. Welcome to my office. This is where <laughs> I work now. So that's fun. That's gonna change. Um, yeah. I also want to put on record that we were the first um, podcast to switch from being in person to social distancing. <laughs> ahead of the trend. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a thing. That's a thing. Oh man. So yeah, so um a ton of things happened. Some of them mo- most of them good. I need to say most of them good. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean compared to the state of sports. Yeah. Good. Yeah, most of them good. <laughs> and so uh we're going to we're going to talk about them. All right? So we're going to start with the one that isn't coronavirus related because all of us have heard enough about that, I'm certain. So let me give you a fresh of breath air. Echo is here. Did you mean to say that? I did. I did. Okay. I did. <laughs> I like Going it. off like script, it. messing up Howler. Echo is here. Echo is in the PTR, and we got to see Overwatch League teams play with Echo this past Sunday. We sure did. Um, It was really... uh. Is jank the right word? <laughs> it was um, it was just Mr. X on his computer, spectating in mostly third person and switching to Echo View every once in a while. Or if there was somebody on an off roll, he liked to watch them. Um, but yeah, we got we got to see some Overwatch for the first time in. I can't believe it had only been two weeks, but it was just it was just two weeks. But <laughs> man, did it feel like a year? A lot longer. <laughs> it felt like a lot longer than that. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. It was a little. It was a little jank. Basically, uh, Uber and Mister X were testing out a lot of their online features. Um, they were not there. I, I don't imagine that they are going to be the ones actually spectating when it comes time no, for games. No, and they've shown. Um, I've seen some pictures of Twitter of the production team posting their their setups, like ready to do production and viewing and stuff. So right. like, it won't be like that for the broadcast. This is just because it's more casual. Like. They aren't on their special Overwatch League realm, right? Which I imagine has some more built-in viewership or uh, spectating options. The better maybe. tools and things. Um, this was just in the PTR, like no Overwatch League skins. It was just red versus blue. Um, but yeah, so it was it was messy, but it was like it was a nice thing. It was better than nothing, you know. We got to see a little bit of Echo. Um, it was cool in that we had the two games that we did because we had like our half try hard game in San Francisco versus um, Seoul. Uh, first of all, it was cool to see Seoul. Hello. It's been a long time since we've seen Seoul exist. Um, so we got to see the Seoul Dynasty play and they like, they stayed in their roles, you know, like maybe they weren't always running the most optimal comp, but like the hero, the, the, player you expected to play a specific hero was playing that hero right um so it definitely wasn't like you were seeing something they've scrimmed like crazy and maybe they were running like the ideal compositions around echo um but you did get to see some pretty serious play you got to see rascal pop off 
um, Sinatra, basically all of the shock still looked like the shock. Um, Soul had like a different idea. Um, they were running, they were like pocketing the echo, like a mercy. They had like a, or like a pharmacy. So they had a mercy pocket with them and they were just flying around in the air with them. And then, um, San Francisco was more of like your traditional, like Lucio on a brig kind of, um, combo. Right. So, but it was, it was cool. And then compared to the LA, the battle for LA, which if you missed it, it literally starts off with the entire, it's with both enemy teams circling around the point of Busan as two Torbjorns go into the center and have a hammer battle. So that basically set the tone for what that match was going to be. <laughs> At one point, the players subbed out for the coaches. It was um, it was fun. Yeah. And you did get to see some echo pop-offs in in the midst of everything. Like I liked watching KSF and Jaru play um, play the hero. They looked good on her. Um, yeah. But it was it was cool. It was it was a nice little weekend treat when there wasn't a like I think. When I turned on my TV, golf reruns were playing. Definitely much, much better than a golf rerun. It's not hard to be better than a golf rerun. That's true. We can, we probably ought to set the bar a little higher, but yeah. Some people like golf. Yeah, enough to watch reruns of it. I, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not paid to know, so I'm not gonna know. Huh. So yeah, Echo was a lot of fun. The games were a lot of fun. I enjoyed. Enjoyed having the opportunity. Um, but uh, that's all the non-coronavirus-related news we've got. Everything else, everything else, good and bad, we're going to get back to the regular state of things right here. All right? So, actually, okay. I guess not. Hero pool changes. Let's do that, and then, then we'll yeah. hit the coronavirus stuff. Hero pools are changing. Hero pools are yeah. changing so that the amount or the – Amount of tickets they get in in the roller basket are now yes. will now be weighted based on how much those heroes were played. Mm-hmm. And it's really like it's like tiered, so like it's right, certain percentage gets one. I don't remember the percentages. Certain percentages right. gets two, then three, then four is like the maximum. Right. So I think it's every quarter, like twenty five percent to some extent, something like that. Um, it it's an interesting change. I'll be interested to see how it goes. I appreciated. Um, I don't remember the name of the fellow who was talking about it. John Spector. John Spector. That's the guy. I appreciated uh, Mr. Spector sort of saying how, you know, the, the element of randomization is really needed to prevent a flip-flopping meta, which I agreed with pretty intensely. Yeah, I tapped my girlfriend on the shoulder right when he said that and was like, Alaramore is very proud of himself right now. <laughs> so, um, so that's good. Uh, uh, I understand the desire to have weights to the various things. Yeah. Uh, we really only got to do it twice, though. You know what I'm saying? I really don't feel like they gave it quite long enough of a chance before moving to this, you know? I don't know. We did two hero yeah. pool draws. We haven't even actually seen the second set of hero pools play yet. It was still, like, I think... um it was, it was still surprising like how often we were banning like low pick heroes and just these heroes that have been oppressive which this 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 system is meant to kind of more so address um were being left out i understand that um 
So it'll be interesting to see um, if this does put us into a ping pong scenario, even though it already feels like, despite this system not being in place, we're already in a ping pong scenario, at least for this week. We we kind of wound up in one, but you yeah. know, with it with it being a true randomized system, I don't think we would have stayed in one for very long. Yeah, um, where I could I could see it staying like this because if, if you do just hop from one extreme to hey we're running reinhardt to hey we're running um winston now i think we just we just need to see a diva ban i think like <laughs> i think it's bad when like i would almost like to see it if a main tank gets banned one week the next week we ban an off tank like yeah i, don't I know. know that's probably too technical in the classifications um right but I feel like I feel like that was the issue too. We were we were we were put we were picking out of the same the same hat the same pool, um, banning um, main supports, banning main tanks. Right? We haven't we haven't really seen Diva go away. Right. I I get that. Uh, like I I think I think I think inevitably we were gonna get to a weighted system. Uh, I really feel like what we did was we went from no weight to. This is this is really quite a lot of weight going between one and four inputs per hero that's in the box. That's a pretty significant mm -hmm. amount of weighting. Um, yeah, I, I have a feeling that we're gonna wind up somewhere in the middle, maybe with two or three tiers. Though, not, though historically, over seventy five percent playtime is pretty significant. Right. Um, usually, like only two heroes cross that barrier. Right. Usually Lucio and Diva historically. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if we just wind up replay if if that's how things go, we wind up basically uh, we, always taking them out. Right. And so and I think that back in. Right, which is counterproductive. So I, I just feel like this waiting may be a little heavy handed. I feel like maybe two or three tiers would have been a probably a better situation than four. But yeah, like one to fifty, <clears throat> and then just fifty to a hundred. Maybe okay I, I'm not real certain how that really needs to break down, um, but you know they they did jump from one extreme to another extreme to not quite another extreme, but quite a ways in pretty rapidly. So if they continue with about a two week turnaround before they make an adjustment, trying to get it right, I feel like we'll wind up somewhere in the middle pretty quickly. Um, unless mm -hmm. I, you know, but this was a totally random system. If we had done this random system. And every week we were picking one of the top pick played heroes for sure. Like if we'd actually picked May this past week, I don't think we would be having this conversation again. Right. I think this wouldn't have happened. And so, which means that if the waiting, I think it'll just sort of depend on how, you know, how the waiting actually has the impact. But I feel I'm a little, I don't know. There's a lot of plays into it. I feel like this was just an, offshoot i don't feel like this would have been the norm i don't feel like we gave it enough of a chance i feel like this rapid of a response and this uh intensive response probably a little much yeah but the community was asking for it it's cool to see them listening to the community i suppose sometimes it feels like a lot of what the community says falls on deaf ears um so to see a, a quick response is interesting but you know Sometimes quick responses to the community can also be dangerous. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Right. Yeah, exactly. So um okay, now we're getting into the coronavirus impacts. So our schedule has changed. Um pretty significantly. But to the point where it looks like we well, maybe not. This past weekend got canceled. So and then we did this yeah, uh fun the two Sunday show matches, thing. PTR. Right. Um 
So with this past weekend getting canceled, this kind of threw off the schedule that they did have. So they are going to have to do at least one more revision to it. Yeah, um, but it should be small at least because it was just four games. It's right. not like they canceled 16 games like that are happening this weekend or there's even more the week after that. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the big change in the schedule going forward is that we are now going to also have games on Fridays. Yes. Um, not effective this week, but the week after. It's starting in April. Right. Friday games. Friday games. Uh, which basically means we're going to have an extra day of Overwatch, which, hooray, I mean, who doesn't want an extra day of Overwatch? Also, it means... Yeah. Also, it means that the Chinese teams who have to make up games will have time to make up those games without having to do them all at once yes. suddenly in a single weekend, which is what was on the horizon before yep. this. They're still going to have to play an absolute ridiculous boatload of games. That's true. Like, they're playing, like every day like they don't they don't they don't really get a break you play saturday you play sunday you play friday you play how much more of a break do they need howler how much more of a break do they need (laughs) it is it is better than having to play like three games on a saturday at least at least they do get a day right and at least they're not like playing other teams who are getting a break like the chinese teams are only playing the chinese teams and they're just going through like a gauntlet of death but at least they're in that that meat grinder together <laughs> yeah yeah so um so yeah so check out the schedule because there's no way we can detail for you an entire season schedule change in a single podcast right there's 12 hours of overwatch to 2 p.m to 2 a.m on saturday yeah. like it's Bonkers. it's a lot if you're a casual fan well you better figure out what teams you like if you don't know already and if you just want to watch nothing but Overwatch, it's time to throw that casual hat away because it is <laughs> it is hardcore Overwatch time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our uh, our podcast name be darned. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, it should be fun. Now, the big thing that you need to know about the schedule change is that they had set it up so that we could still have grand finals at basically the same time. Yes. And playoffs at basically the same time. So this should have zero impact on postseason, just regular season? Yes. They're scheduled to, if everything with COVID goes okay, and we kind of get over this and can return to normal society within a month, in May we should be able to resume normal scheduling. And either in person at home stands, or at the very least, we'll just have normal games. Maybe in the online atmosphere, they might and they might have to like do some shuffling because like still teams are separated. Right. I really feel bad for them if they have to figure that out again. Like China might just play four teams for the entire year, depending on how long this goes. Yeah, on, right? that can't be um, okay. There's no way to be successful that, as a league like that. That is something to talk about. Is so the schedule will pick up and it won't be affected, but the the schedule is not going to play out the way it was supposed to in that um, you're supposed to play in your division twice, every team in your division twice and every team outside, or sorry, conference twice, <laughs> and then every team um, outside of your conference once. once. Right. So that's how the schedule was supposed to be. That's basically gone. Oh, if is we it? go through this March to April and then just pick up in May, May would be basically after when the All-Star break was supposed to be, right? 
Um, and then we'd be picking up on the second half of the year where and you either are playing in your division, like so Atlantic South versus Atlantic South, right? Or you're only playing out of conference. So and so like Florida Mayhem, for example, in the second half of the year doesn't play the Atlantic North at all. Uh-huh. So if you look at the Pacific region, so China's about to only play China for all of April. And then come May, they're only going to play Chinese teams still, and then Atlantic division teams. Unless they somehow change those homestands, like the Pacific homestands, like what teams are playing. But if you're still in person, how do you change those logistics? Right. Like people have already bought tickets to see those certain teams. Um, how do you decide what teams are in China, what teams are on the West Coast on any given day? That's going to be extra travel. Like I feel like it's just going, you're, they're going to accept that this was a change that needed to happen. And the Shanghai Dragons might never have to play the San Francisco Shock, which could be a huge advantage. Though it's also a disadvantage in that they never get to play the San Francisco Shock, right? But they don't get to play. But they don't get to play the Dallas Fuel, right? They they Pacific East looks tough, so it's tough in that aspect. But they also don't have to play Titan Shock, so they do dodge some bullets. But it's interesting. Yeah, um, basically, I I feel like there's not going to be a lot of legitimacy to the champions this year because of the way that this is breaking down and shaking down. Yeah, I feel like I mean, I mean, there's gonna be some because I think it'll still you'll still. I think you're going to feel like more than normal, like kind of like Washington Justice last year. I think there's going there's going to be a larger feeling that teams that deserve to be in playoffs didn't make it, but I think by the end of playoffs, you'll like it'll still feel like the best team won. Yeah, I think that you know? I think that's how that's gonna go. But I feel like playoffs just aren't gonna be super good. I'm not, not. We'll just have to sort of I, wait I and could see. see that. Like maybe the early stages of playoffs will be bad. Like right. there should still be some get good games in there, but I could see like maybe not the insane playoffs that we had last year. Right. Well, also there's the fact that seating is gonna be kind of screwed up. So <clears throat> you could wind up with what ought to be the championship game very early on in the playoffs because of that. Yep. So. Like I said, I feel like it's just not going to lend itself to as much legitimacy for the champions this year, which is unfortunate because those champions will have worked hard to earn a championship. But for I feel sure. like a lot of people will go, yeah, but that was the COVID year. And that doesn't like really matter. Like it'll be matter. an asterisk next to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, that, and that's unfortunate. Um, but there's yeah. really nothing else they can do. Um, no, they're, they're doing their best. They are doing their best. Um, moving on from that, in case this wasn't apparent, they're going to be playing games online. <clears throat> things are going to be remote. Casting is going to be remote. Uh, uh, spectating is going to be remote. Games are going to be online. Uh, this it, it seems that they have made it such as in such a way as to very intensely minimize latency across the yes. across this system. Yep. They've created or developed or partnered with some sort of service provider to create good quality connections between the teams that they need to have so that they can have high-quality matches at very low latency. What those latency numbers actually are, we do not know. Uh, LAN has near-zero latency, obviously. Um, Now, I know near-zero latency is possible over long distances with something like a fiber loop installed, um, provided they got access to a fiber loop that was already installed in their area. It's possible that they could be experiencing very near-LAN latency levels, which would be great. 
Um, mm-hmm. They did not give us all of the details on how that happened. Right. All we know is they have created a better than normal online experience for these players that will do its best to emulate being in live games. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, I'm glad that they spent the time to do it right. Um, they yeah. could have just told us, we're going online, and that would have been terrible. I just did it that weekend, yeah. That would have been awful. I'm glad that they did not do that. And it seems like they've really been putting in the thought process into how the remote casting and remote spectating is going to work, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Um, obviously, remote isn't my favorite. I like the live events. I like seeing the casters get excited with the crowds. Um, yes. I think we're going to notice that the casters aren't feeding off the crowd's energy. I think we're going to, and we're going to notice that people aren't cheering. I think that's going to feel painfully apparent. Yeah. After all this effort that we've put in to make these live events all the time, we're really going to feel right. it. Um, but uh, that, that's just the nature of what it is. This is, we're going to get Overwatch back, but it's not going to be the same Overwatch League until May. In May, we'll get our Overwatch League back, basically. For now, we'll get a stand-in, okay Overwatch League. Which is yeah. good. We need something to do, honestly, with most people being locked up in their houses. There's, like, there's not a lot. And there's, like, even certain esports, like, um, there's no Smash Brothers. Right. Because their online service suck, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. so there's, and there's no sports at all mm-hmm. so like this is this is basically it like there's this there's like league call of duty hasn't even announced their schedule um there's not there's not much else so it's nice it's nice to have something this could be this this has the potential to be really good or really bad for overwatch league yes it could be really good in that they continue to sustain themselves throughout this pandemic and uh sort of shoot themselves as a cut above for figuring out how to get around it and deal with it uh which is all good that could be all good but there's also the potential for people to view this and them to do a poor job at it if they do a poor job at it they're going to come out of this worse than when they started and they already didn't have a they already didn't have the hottest start this year no if we're just being real honest with ourselves they did not start off super hot and that would be a humongous tragedy if they did not do a good job here so Overwatch League, you really need to step it up and do a great job at what you're fixing to do because if you mm-hmm. do not, you will wind up losing a ton of the ground you have gained so far. Yeah. Um, we mentioned that China is playing again, which is just going to be fun. I'm so excited for those games. I'm so excited for all these teams. Like, oh, man. All the Chinese teams in like my preseason rankings, I don't even remember them all at this point, but I know they were all in my top eight. Like... I'm mad hype about all of these teams. Um, it, there's there's not a bad game in the Pacific East region. At least I'm not expecting it to be. We'll we'll see if some teams disappoint or some teams just turn out to be like San Francisco shock level killers, like maybe like the Shanghai Dragons. Or honestly, I could see all the teams doing it, which is crazy. Like this is, I'm so excited to see Chinese teams. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I'm especially excited to see how Chengdu handles the hero bands. Um, or hero pools excuse me <laughs> i'm gonna see leave slap some fools i think uh, people are seriously underrating the chengdu hunters it's gonna oh, be so really exciting um yeah people seriously underrated them the first season their first last year uh i think people are gonna underrate them again and they're gonna come up and be um be a fr- they're they're a fun team to watch even when they're losing 
Yes. They've always been a fun team to watch no matter what. So that's going to be super exciting. And they've only gotten nuttier. Their additions are actually kind of insane. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for everybody to see to see some of these players hit the server. Because, like, you thought Jinmu's mad, man. <laughs> just wait for leave. And we talked so about all this preseason, and then just none of this ever happened. So not, not what has it been, yeah. like, six weeks since we talked about this? At least. At least. Even longer, I think. So. I can't remember. But, I, yeah. I don't, I don't remember that. There's so much exciting stuff there. There really it is. Be awesome. It should be. The Shanghai changes, like Sled is on the team now. Mm. There's that. Well, I don't even remember his name. Lip, Lip, Lip is supposed to be insane on Shanghai Dragons. Um, they've got their new tank duo, Izayaki, being right. unleashed with with um EJ Gong. Um, I'm really disappointed that Lucio is banned this week. Right? <laughs> it is Lucio that's banned. I. Yes, it is Lucio so. that's banned yeah. this week. Um, when EJ Golem's come into play, because this guy is probably a top five Lucio in the Overwatch League, and he's probably going to be stuck on brig duty, and it's going to be really, really sad for us EJ Golem fans <laughs> around the world. But this guy is absolutely cracked, and I cannot wait to see him play at I an Overwatch see, League level. I want to see. Um, I want to see some different. I don't want to see Brig come out to replace Lucio. I think. I think you're right. That's what's going to happen. But I would Not really love to see it. some other some other heroes show up. I think that'd be a lot of fun to see. Um, honestly, yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun to see Batiste show up. I feel like he could be a really, really. I think really you'll cool. see it. Well, yeah. Um, I think you'll see it on like maps where where Brig isn't as good. You'll see the Batiste. Excuse me, I need to sneeze. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice sneezing um, form into the into the elbow there, buddy. Thank you. You're welcome. Practicing, practicing my my health. Um, <laughs> but like th those maps, you know, where like Brig, let's say like Temple of Anubis, right? You're on that like mid ground, like nobody's, you're never gonna hit anybody with your flail. Right. It's never really gonna happen. So those maps where you're like want to take advantage of those high ground situations, like when you'd normally be playing like a Lucio or something instead, so you can like boop people and wall ride and get back up and annoy. You could play Baptiste on those sorts of maps. So I think you'll still you'll see a little bit, but support is still lacking the hero depth to see a lot of differentiation. But there probably should be a little bit. Maybe some double flex support. If Hanamura is still in the pool, because they're changing the map pool too. Yeah, I don't remember what the map pool changed to. There's so many things that have happened and we're a little behind, and so we're struggling here. Yeah. I can see if I can pull it up. Um but on a map like Kanamura, like double flex support, like your Zenyatta Ana combo has been pretty popular for a while. Yeah. Um. So we'll, we'll just uh... back when Ana was a main support. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, she was always flex support because she was usually played as a Lucio. I think we considered a main support, but oh. I think it was always considered double flex support. Is it just us plebeians who thought she but was main like, support? Double. I, like when you try to define what main support is and what flex support is, it really doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Like when you're talking about like mercy, you're like or Baptiste, it's someone who does a lot of healing. But when you talk about um, Lucio and Anna, there those are heroes that are like more known for their like peeling capabilities. Like the that one makes the least sense. Like at least main tanks, like they guard the front lines. Off tanks, they peel. Right. That's pretty defined supports 
it doesn't make sense when you like really try to explain it to people who like don't understand what you're saying and aren't used to watching like Overwatch League or something like that. And you try to explain who's main, who's flex, and why that is. It really just doesn't make a lot of sense. I would love if you want to like leave a comment if you think you have the ultimate understanding of how to define support. That would be that would be helpful. Um, a little confusing. Yep. So, but it should be should be fun. But otherwise, like none of the major heroes who were meta before Hero Pools came in are banned. So you're probably just gonna see like Florida Mayhem, um, McCree May comp. Yeah, the, the brig, which is good for us. I mean, it's where we're comfortable. Right. Yeah. Speaking of Florida Mayhem, next week <laughs> Florida Mayhem plays. You tried yes. you tried really hard to pass me that and it took me way too really long to did. catch it. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's a good handoff. Thanks, ma'am. Uh uh I got lost. I got lost. So, we're both I'm exhausted because I got up early and was up late. Listen, bro. Listen. For, first off, for regular listeners, typically we're up at like seven recording, okay? It's seven, yeah. but it's seven PM right now because we missed it this morning. Because Alurumar got up to get to record and then sat down on his couch and could not wake and could not get back up. He just <laughs> fell asleep. What a punk. He really left you hanging there, didn't he, buddy? He really did. Oh, man. I was very tired. I woke up. I dragged myself. I was, like, rubbing my eyes, and it, like, felt like, like my eyelids were, like, have you ever been really tired when you, like, rub your eyes? It feels like your eyelids are, like, folding under themselves. Yes! Ugh. Yeah, that, that was me this morning. I was dragging. Oh, man, that's but how I felt. So I sat down I on my couch. Play... Six mystery heroes in a row and won them while you were gone. Wow. We made the most of it. <laughs> yeah, so I sat down on the couch and, like, went to put my socks on, and then well, I was asleep. It was rough. Yep. So, yeah, it's been a long week for us. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, so Florida's games next week. That's where we are. Whew, doggy. I got the map pool. Oh, good. <laughs> What's in the map pool? Is okay. Hanamura in the map so, pool? Because that's really the only so thing you wanted to see. All the control maps are still there. That's been the same. Hanamura is still in the map pool. So what's changed is Temple of Anubis is out. Um, and then what, what was the other? What was the other assault map? Oh, Horizon Lunar Colony is out. And mm. Volskaya and Paris are in. Ooh. So rejoice. I love Volskaya. Paris, I have yet to see a game on Paris that I, I like. I've enjoyed watching at the Overwatch League level, or like maybe I shouldn't say enjoyed watching, but like I loved, right? Yes. Um, where there's some classic Volskaya maps. Yeah. Or there's a lot of classic Volskaya matches. Well, Volskaya is a so, classic map. So. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see maybe outside the GOATS meta, we get to see something a little more exciting on Paris. That would but, be nice. Yeah. yeah, I think most of the community is probably not excited for Paris to be in. Sure. Um, Vault is still in the map pool for hybrid. Um, King's Row is gone. Internet, please cry. Your your favorite map, it's dead. Okay. Um, it is no more. Um, and then Blizzard World is also out of the map pool, and Hollywood and Numbani are in. Ooh. So hopefully we do not carry over the Florida Mayhem curse of being awful at Hollywood. Hopefully not. And we finally figure out this gosh darn map. <laughs> oh. um, and then Numbani has always been one of my favorite maps. Um, makes for good Winston play. You could bring out Winston Shrek even when he is in meta on point A. So I'm, I'm here for it. 
I'm here for this. I love. I like. I like this map pool. Yeah. Hybrid, but hybrid maps are generally good. That's um, true. There's not S-Port? a lot of really bad ones. Yeah, there's really. I can't. I can't really think of any like a bad hybrid map. Mm-mm. Blizzard World is probably the worst, but even Blizzard World's pretty. I all like right. Blizzard World though. Yeah. 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 Um, and then escort Dorado stays in the map pool, but I can't even think of because we don't go to the map fours all the time anymore. But I guess they do shift up the map pool. So we had Dorado last season. We had. Do you remember? Uh, remember? I remember Dorado. I remember. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, Junkertown was in. Yes, Junkertown. So Junkertown's out. Okay. We didn't have Watchpoint Gibraltar, did we? We did not. No. I don't think so. Um, So it wasn't Watchpoint Gibraltar. What other maps are there? Because Rialto and Route 66 are in. I don't even remember what's out. But whatever it was, it's gone. And now Rialto and Route 66 are here. Um, I actually am really fond of Rialto. In Goats, it was probably my favorite map. Yeah. To watch Goats on. Yeah. So it'll be fun to see how it translates to 222. Because I think Rialto kind of released at the same time as Goats. Yeah. For the most part. Um, Maybe at like the very tail end of the inaugural season is when Rialto got released. So we haven't seen too much of it outside the Goats meta. So it should be should be exciting. I'm here for it. And Route 66 has always been an upset map. Right. And is also prone to having some pretty ridiculous overtimes. That's true. Route 66 overtimes are some <laughs> of the most crazy things. So I, I'm, I'm here for the Route 66. Um, overall, pretty decent map pool. Yeah. I think I think Paris is really the only standout of like a map, but I feel like most of the maps lie within the assault category for most people. So I'm I'm happy with it. Should be exciting. Yeah. So it should be um, fun. So yeah. And then Florida's matches against the Justice and the Rain. <laughs> there <laughs> we go. Too distracted. There we go. Um. So <clears throat> I think. This is our first map. It's a match is a good barometer for us, and our second match is a good barometer for the Atlanta Rain. I want to pull up their schedule real quick and make sure I'm remembering right. But Atlanta had a weird week. They did because they did really good um, against a team we didn't expect them to, and then they did really poorly against a team we didn't expect them to. Yes, but also we kind of it was like. So Defiant takes Philadelphia Fusion to a map five, and we're like, oh, wow, the Defiant are really good, right? Right. We weren't expecting them to be this good, but yeah, wow, they look good. And then they just get clowned on by the Atlanta Reign, just absolutely destroyed. It was literally the fastest Overwatch League map of all time. Granted, this is the first time, this is the first season that we've played to best of three, that we didn't have to do the fourth map, so... This season was going to produce that match. Sure. Yeah. But <laughs> even still, this is week four when it takes place and it happens. So there was already a pretty significant sample of games that had gone on. And right. that was the fastest one we've seen. So it was it was it was a good trouncing by the Atlanta Rain. And then they go up against the Paris Eternal, and that was pretty convincing too, on the in the Paris Eternal's favor. Right. 
um they just kind of got it handed right back to them yeah um and then the only other team atlanta played was boston so no no information there we're really confused <laughs> where atlanta falls right yeah um somewhere between paris and toronto which looks like the entire atlantic conference <laughs> <laughs> so where meanwhile justice are floating free solidly at um probably like bottom mid table if even that maybe bottom if you like consider boston uprising as like contenders then maybe they're like the bottom of the actual overwatch oh my gosh (laughs) oh my gosh because like they've they've looked good against decent teams but you haven't seen anything like earth shattering out of the the washington justice yeah you really haven't seen that Corey carry that you used to see they'll like they'll crush boston they crushed houston when houston was bad but and they can like yeah and Corey will carry still. Right. Um, like he he keeps them more competitive than they should be against teams like the Philadelphia Fusion. But they're still they're not upsetting anybody. Mm-hmm. They're they're still losing. Right. But they're keeping it semi close. So Florida, I feel like, has kind of been in a similar ballpark. Like we're not really getting any major upsets. We're doing we look good. We just don't look great. Right. Um, so I feel like this is an important game for Florida to win, to just establish you're better than the Justice, I guess. I don't, I don't know what else it says for you from here, but it's like, it's a good stepping stone to like being mid table in the Atlantic division, which we need to be, which, which could be a road into playing. Right. So it's, it's something you want to be looking towards. Maybe we don't need to be beating Philadelphia Fusion right out of the gate, but if we can be beating these lesser lower mid table teams um that's a that's, huge benefit that's all we need to get into the play-in right um so that's going to be an important one and i think on paper should be the most exciting and then i think there's a lot of potential for the atlanta rain game to be exciting though um but i think it's going to say more about the atlanta rain than it says about the florida mayhem um and we'll need to bring in the context of the Florida Mayhem game that had happened the day before into that to kind of consider, okay, now where is Atlanta rain after they go up against Florida? Right. Because they've only played the best and the worst. Yeah. So that should be, should be a good, good week for Florida. Should be a fun, a fun week. Good meta for us. We've already touched on like Lucio's out. Chris is free. His, he looks better on Brig and Baptiste and that's probably the heroes he's going to be playing. So, right. We've dodged a bullet this week. Lucio's banned. We don't have a good Lucio player. Or maybe not good is the best word, but we don't have a great Lucio player. Right. He's still he's he's alright. But right. he, he he ain't no he ain't no FD god. <laughs> no, he's not. So should be good. Should be good. Should be good. Looking forward to seeing how the, the teams do. Looking forward to seeing honestly how the, the casts go this upcoming week. With us being I'm not online. wearing it. I've got my new gargoyle jersey. Yeah. That. that should be awesome. So lots of things to look forward to for us. For us as Overwatch League fans and for us as Florida people. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thanks to Popped Off for all their support and help. They're the reason we're able to be hosted on the podcasting platforms that you listen to us on. 
Uh, please remember we're available on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Make sure to subscribe and follow us uh, so that you can see all of our fun stuff. We like being able to produce content for people who want to watch it. Um, so yeah, so that's that. And I'm Alurmore. I'm Howard. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs>